Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderson, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, why shipbuilding is key to post-COVID supply chains. Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. Economists call it the law of comparative advantage. Briefly, it means that the world's economy operates most efficiently when each nation produces the things that it does best, then trades with all other nations for the things that they do best, maximizing overall efficiency and lowering unit cost. Now, it intuitively makes sense, and it seemed to be working pretty well at lowering the cost of things like consumer durables, at least until COVID-19. Post-COVID, and now with war in Europe, we're seeing the actual fragility of global supply chains. But what are the key enabling technologies of those supply chains? Despite the dramatic increase in volumes of air freight, the reality is that shipping still constitutes the bulk of global goods movement, just as it did 200 years ago. Today, of course, the enabling technologies are enormously large bulk and container carriers, and the nations that have the capability to build these vessels will have a strategic advantage in the 21st century. Now, the U.S. Department of Defense certainly thinks so and has prepared an infographic summary of their assessment of that risk to U.S. national security from the abandonment of this critical industrial capability. Now, according to the DOD, the U.S. now operates only four active shipyards, and 97% of all U.S. imports are delivered by foreign ships. Now contrast this with the People's Republic of China. In 2019, one out of three of all the world's vessels were built in China. 96% of the world's shipping containers are made there. 80% of all the cranes used to unload those containers are also made in China. And seven out of the 10 busiest seaports in the world are in China. The global shipbuilding industry is a $150 billion a year enterprise, about 14 times the size of the orbital space launcher market, but it receives very little attention, despite its importance. Now, according to the Department of Defense, China's domination of the critical machines that transport global goods is part of an overall Chinese goal to constrain the United States and become the commercial center of gravity in the world. Of course, Beijing describes the growth as the natural outcome of peaceful world trade, not a strategy to limit U.S. influence in the world. Can it be both? Well, sure, and just as the seagoing capability of Great Britain made it the global superpower of the 19th century, and U.S. shipbuilding capability proved decisive in World War II, China is underpinning their program to become the world's manufacturer with the capability to build the technology needed to get those manufactured goods to global markets. Does it matter where the ships are made? Well, it depends. The assumption that European natural gas supplies disrupted by Russian sanctions can be made good with U.S. ship-delivered LNG looks doubtful with the number of vessels available. And with only four active shipyards in the U.S., it looks equally doubtful to me that even a crash program could build enough vessels fast enough to replace Russian gas with LNG, at least in time to affect the outcome of the war in Ukraine. The U.S. manufactures approximately half the world's heavy commercial aircraft, yet has decided that shipbuilding is not a strategic capability necessary to maintain U.S. competitiveness in world markets. Now, is this a mistake? Well, I think so, and I suspect that the major reason is political. Building cargo vessels is simply not as sexy as fabricating integrated circuits or writing code or building rockets. It feels like old technology. It isn't, and it's a vital capability for any export-reliant nation. Now, Japan and later South Korea started their industrial development in the 20th century on a technological base founded in shipbuilding. That capability later served them well when those nations became global exporters of consumer goods. 
Europe maintains a significant shipbuilding capability, and based on the workmanship I saw last week standing on a Fincantieri-built liner, the Viking Orion, they're damned good at it. Will the United States ever become a major shipbuilding nation again? Somehow I doubt it. Oddly, in the 21st century, things that exist on the nanometer scale are more impressive than machines that are 400 meters long and weigh half a million tons. Strange, isn't it? Well, that's it for this week's episode of End of the Line. To check out these podcasts as videos, visit engineering.com TV. If you like this show, consider joining engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. Thanks for tuning in.